Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. You can follow our main accounts at Huskies on Tap. And today, I'm actually just joined by my co-host. I don't know why I had to. You know, it's not as it's a special guest because he's a good friend of mine, a great quarterback, but a co-host. We just haven't we just haven't had you on the show since the end of the season. But how you doing, my guy, Rocky? I am doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. As always, uh, a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So I I got to uh, see you guys out on the field over at Spring Day. I got to see you throw a little bit, and I got to see some some exciting plays on offense and defense. But from the stuff that the fans didn't get to see, because that's like the culmination of all the spring practices, what was the lead-up like to that? And, and how do you feel the team got better throughout that period? Because uh, it is like a couple weeks long where you guys are getting ready for that, right? Yeah, so obviously, you know, spring ball is a time to um, maybe work on stuff that you didn't do super well last year or work on some new stuff you want to do this year. So um, it, it's a it's a process. It's a learning curve for spring ball. But uh team got a lot better throughout throughout the spring uh, offensively and defensively our, our defense just keeps improving it's improved every year since I've been here so it's really exciting to see them continue to improve um then offensively we get we got more talent than we've ever had so uh we got a lot of weapons the ability to do a lot of different things on offense um and, and execute at, at a lot of different levels so it, it was overall a great spring yeah, and then I also saw, too, while I was out at Spring Day, another guy that, you know, we missed last season who was a huge part of his of this offense before he went down was Trayvon Rudolph. So just the thought of, you know, getting you back and then getting Trayvon back in addition to all the incoming freshmen, and then we also have great transfer players that we're adding. It's, it's an exciting time. And then I always tell people with the MAC, I mean, you've seen it in your two years here. One year you're a champion, and the next year we're not champions. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not – a conference where one team reigns supreme for, you know, an extended period of time. And if there really was a team that has reigned supreme throughout history, some people would, some, some would say they'd point to us, but you guys got to go out there and get the job done on the field this year. And I think you guys have all the weapons and the tools to do so from your perspective. Can you give a shout out to the people that you've been working with to help you get rehabbed and get back to hundred percent? Cause I know, You've been working tirelessly since the, the middle of last season to the point to where you even played a game uh, after your initial injury and then before you, you know, you shut it down for the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of people to shout out, but, you know, this, the training staff has been great with me. Um, they've been helping me through this. And then they also sent me to um, Northern Rehab here in DeKalb. Aaron uh, is the trainer that I've been working with. I working with a guy in Chicago. I've had a couple surgeons and chiropractors working me out. Um, special shout out to the Vital Wellness Center uh, out in Elburn. They've helped me rehab. So, um, you know, I probably had about five or six different uh, people or groups of people uh, help me through this process. So um, I'm thankful to have all, all the resources that I got. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited for for a good fall. It's been, it's been a process, but I'm getting ready to roll. And I know that... Uh, we're going to have a great season. We're going to put on a good show for, for everybody who wants to see. They always say it takes the village, but yeah, I mean, when, when you go through an injury like that, a lot of people don't really like peel back the curtain and look at what the player is going through mentally. What was that like on you, especially considering how last season went where, 
you know, you weren't really able to do anything other than offer moral support and then try to coach the guys up. But what was that like mentally where, you know, you're really out of control of the situation you're in? Yeah, it was difficult. Um, obviously, I wanted to be out there. And um, I feel like a person who makes a big impact on the program, on the team. So to see us not have the season that we wanted to have was really tough on me. And um, me being out put a lot of young guys in tough situations. And, and they went out and they did their best and executed and improved. So that was fun to see. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs of last season. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to be out there. So it, it was it was definitely tough for me. You know, that was that was supposed to be my senior year. So, you know, those seniors didn't really go out quite the way we want them to. But, you know, it, it is what it is and life moves on and, and, and we're ready to roll for this year. Absolutely. And you guys, you know, you have a great non-conference schedule. You guys travel up to BC for the for the opening game of the season. I look forward to that one. I might I might have to try to get up to Boston. I'm gonna be shipping up to Boston like the song. I know you know that song. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> Where what did you, where did you see uh, Nevin, Justin, and Ethan grow the most from you know the end of last season to where in spring ball they're still kind of the main guys because you're you were probably not doing too much contact drills but you know you get that first kind of season under your belt you get those games under your belt and then you have the off season to learn and grow where did those guys get better yes. in this off season. Yeah, well, well, first of all, I think backing up to to the fall, I think quite, they they improved quite a bit. Um, you know, starting with Ethan, who played first after I went down. Obviously, he you could just tell the improvement he made week by week. Um, obviously, these are young players; these are young guys that are still learning the ropes. But uh, you know, throughout the season, each week, Ethan would do something um, correctly that he had made a mistake on the previous week. So he is improving rapidly. Um, I could see that this spring uh, he's continuing to improve. He looks the best he's ever looked. Um, you know, has he was throwing, throwing some great balls. Has he, beat, has he beat you in a round of golf yet? Uh, on occasion, on occasion. I'm still working <laughs> on my golf game, getting, getting it going. He, yeah. He's quite the player. He, he can, he can play, he can play a little bit too. So I remember you telling me that. Yeah. yeah. He's fun to play with on the field and on the course. So he's improved quite a bit. Um, Nevin, even younger than Ethan, uh, he's, he has improved as well. Same with Lynch. Both of them are, um, young players just keep improving. So it's good to see them put in the work in the off season. You know, Lynch absolutely killed winter conditioning. That guy is a, he's a beast. He is different. I mean, he, he, he's got a motor that, um, that I've never seen before. So. Both of those guys continue to improve, continue to learn, um, and it's it's fun to watch and, and help them develop. Gotta say, for Justin, it has to run in the family. I, I don't know any of his siblings personally, but it has to run in his family. It has to. It has to. <laughs> and then uh, let's talk about Ontario. So the running back room took a little bit of a hit. Obviously, you lose Harrison, and Ontario is now the number one guy, and that's no issue. He's the number one recruit that we've ever recruited to, or the highest recruit that we've recruited ever to NIU. And we've seen him make those explosive plays, but how has Ontario been handling uh, becoming more, more or less the number one back in that room? Yeah, no, he's been handling it very well. I think he's had a leap in maturity uh, from last season to this season. So uh, he had a great fall. We also got a couple 
uh, running backs come in, you know, uh, Gavin Williams has been great for us this fall or this spring. Um, so, big yeah, ten, no, the big ten boys. Yes, the Big Ten boys. You can, we got to keep them in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, had a great spring. He's had a great spring, uh, continues to improve. He's making better cuts, better reads. He's seeing stuff a lot better. So um, I'm excited for the season that he's going to have. I think he's going to make a jump this year. And then if we move over to the receiver room, who is one of the younger guys that you've seen make really big strides? It could be like an incoming freshman or maybe someone that was a compete team guy in years past, but just a new name that Husky fans should look out for uh, in the receiver room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, th- I think a uh, couple, uh, Keyshawn, Malik Armstrong, uh, those are two younger guys that, uh, you got to see a little bit play last year. That will be a, a bigger piece for us this year. They both had great springs uh, and, again, continue to improve. Uh, that's part of the benefits of having a young team is that each year, you know, the guys just keep getting better and better, more mature. They learn more football. Um, so so they will be they will be great. We got a couple transfer pieces, too, that have been a, a big help. And then uh, – Casper has had a great spring. He's made an even bigger jump. Um, he is just so shifty and hard to tackle, um, so fast, so quick. So he's going to be a it's going to be a big problem in the MAC for for defenses to try and stop. Me and Ethan were sitting in the end zone watching him run routes, and we were talking. We were just saying the same things. Like I was so excited that he was coming back for another year because I didn't know what his eligibility was uh, when he got here. And then I think I actually asked him one of the nights at Fatty's, but he just seems like team guy, leader, like not just like a paper leader, someone that you know just wants to, you know, because they're older, use that. It's like this dude goes out there and balls. And one thing that uh, I noticed because I'm a nerd. I looked at his highlight tape on Instagram and uh, for the most part, if you look at his highlight tape, it's like going through a Spotify shuffle, like each plays a different quarterback. Like it's like, it's like he's <laughs> oh, catching man. one. He's like, he's catching one from Nevin. He's catching one from you. He's catching one from Justin, you know, Ethan. So I'm like, if that doesn't go to show you, like that's a dude that just gets the job done, regardless of who's throwing him the football, he just understands it and gets it. I'm excited to see him and Trayvon work. And then obviously the new guys work their way in. But um, I just got news. I just got an alert on my phone. Braden Patton moves his record at Ford Field to 3-0. The Pittsburgh Maulers won a football game today, baby. Let's go. Oh, good for him. There we go. Let's go, go. Braden. Shout out, (laughs) Braden. That's awesome. Ford Field. I love it. Ford Field 3-0. I was going to say, man, the NIU guys just have no problems. Ethan just sent me a text right here as we're talking. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you're going to have to get you a nice little suit here. Uh, Braden, you got Braden getting married. You got Clint getting married. And then, you know, you, you got graduation coming up this year. And then, you know, the draft. You got a whole bunch of stuff. I hope you got a nice suit collection going on. Yeah, I know. I know. I need to get on. <laughs> I got about four or five suits to to buy here pretty soon. I'm going to need some I'm gonna need a job. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. It's the NIL era. It's the NIL era. Yeah. I had this conversation with someone the other day because they were like, you see all these guys with all their chains and all their, their fancy suits and all this stuff. And he's like, what do they get the, the jeweler and all these people to front it to them? I'm like, no, it's the NIL era. I'm like, I'm like, I remember um, last year, like someone getting their whole outfit sponsored by Macy's like, what a great idea for both parties involved. So if you need, yes. if yes. you need a suit, you just gotta, just gotta poke around a little bit and you, you, you know, all that NIL stuff you've been in it for about two years. So 
Yeah. Be ready to I'm gonna roll. have to reach out. I'm gonna have to reach out to CJ, CJ Stroud, see if I can get, get in contact with Express or something. Yeah, Express. Yeah, because I, I did just <laughs> see that. That's funny that you said that. I saw that on Instagram real last night, uh, where he got five hundred dollars ex- Express cards for all his guys to get, or for his whole team actually, not just the linemen. But yeah, that's incredible. But I'm, you know, I'm happy for you. Uh, that you're able to play football in this era of NIL because it empowers the student athlete. Because at the end of the day, the players are the program. Coach Hammock says it. All all these different coaches say it. Without the players, you got nothing. So this last weekend, the NFL draft happened. Did you get a couple of your guys find new homes? I saw uh, Jaden Reed did, but a couple of your other Michigan State guys find new homes in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Quite quite a few friends. Uh able to get get drafted or get signed uh this weekend which was awesome to see um you know most of these guys are my age or less at this point so <laughs> you know all my friends are either in the league or or not uh, at this point but uh it was good we had the Bryce Berenger also shout out to him he got he's a punter for MSU yeah. uh, got oh. picked up by the Pats and then yeah. Yeah, awesome. I mean, which is which is outstanding, and then we got some you know quarterback friends that went, and so it was it was good to see, man. It, it's always uh, it always makes me happy to see people that you know I, I've worked with or I've known growing up uh, be able to get an opportunity that they've wanted. So it's special. It's my it's like my favorite part of the NFL season because there's so much hope, you know, and I know. Mm-hmm. I know from my perspective, like the Bears may not have had the flashiest draft, but, you know, as I've started to do podcasting and started to get to know you guys more and players from Notre Dame and just other schools and stuff, it's like I just like rooting for the I just like I just like college football more than the NFL. I don't know. I like the NFL, obviously, still a bunch. I'm a huge NFL fan, but the lead up and following these guys throughout college and then seeing you know, draft videos, they hit you right in the feels every time because it's just like you see, like I said earlier, it takes the village. It takes so many people. It's not just that one player that got himself to the NFL. It's the coaches along the way, his teammates, you know, his family, all sorts of stuff. So it's great to see uh, people achieve excellence in my eyes. But is I'll say it like this is it's not, you know, when or how you're picked. You know, if you're picked up, whether it's in the draft or undrafted free agent or you have to go to the CFL or one of these spring leagues. It's what you do when you get the opportunity that matters the most. And you guys have been playing football your whole life. So you know exactly what to do when you get there. But I look forward to seeing you go through the process because this is your final year here at NIU. So what are some things that you absolutely have to get done this year uh, in order to put yourself in a better position leading into next year's draft? Yeah, I mean, I think I just got to play ball like I know how. You know, I think if I go out and have have a season like I did at the beginning of last season, play the way that I was playing uh, and continue to improve, I feel like I've been rapidly improving since um, really since the beginning of my career, but especially since I've gotten to NIU. Um, yeah, just keep doing my thing. I think I'm in a good spot. Um, I think I got all all the tools uh, and, and the right attitude and, and the right mindset. So for me, it's, it's not really uh, – something that I have to change a lot for coming into this season, but just go out and play ball. Like I know I can do. I got to find the tweet. Do you know the account sickos committee, the college football account on Twitter? I've heard of it. Yes. All right. So sickos committee looks at like 
they just look at like the funniest aspects of like college football. Like, uh, so this, this graphic that they posted was school single season passing leaders by fewest yards and the last team on the list. So at least the highest number on the list was Chandler Harnish 32, 16. Okay. I retweeted Sicko's committee and I said, Rocky Lombardi 4K season incoming. So if we can just recreate Kent State uh, from two seasons ago, like 10 times, the record is all yours. <laughs> the record is all yours, oh, my man. friend. And you got the oh, weapons to good. do it. So I know oh. I know wins are more important and championships are more important, but all things considered, like, dude, you could knock that record out of the park at 32 you, you just need 3217 so oh hey, i'm we'll, ready to go 3217 we'll, we'll knock will, it out i will send you a subtracted uh number every monday after a game to let you know <laughs> to let you know where you're at on the oh, list but um, i love it i love it so you you have a little bit more time here at niu are you doing like a second masters because i know some players like i know kyle did like a second masters are you doing a second masters or are you just completing that first one yes so i'm uh this by december i'll i'll have graduated with two masters um second masters i'm doing now is sports management just started that this semester just so just um i quite finished it but basically i finished my first semester of that um and then should be able to have it uh completed by december so i'll have i'll have three three degrees perfect you have no room on the wall for a fourth or time you are ready to you and you know what you're not i'm gonna say it you, you don't need to use the degree until you're done using that right arm that right arm That's as long right. as that, as long as that right arm is good like uncle rico you're good to go my friend but um <laughs> What game are you looking forward to most this season? I know Maxion's always exciting, but let's say let's let's just say non-conference. We'll start non-conference and then we'll go conference. Yeah. Um I think the the first one will, will be the most exciting, you know, not necessarily because of who it is, but just because of uh the fact that it's our first one. Uh I'm excited just to go, go out and see our team finally compete. You know, I, I think I've we got a little taste this spring of, of what we can do, but to go out there, you know, show it against a power five opponent, I think, I think it'll be pretty special. I think it'll uh, set the tone and start to build the momentum for the rest of our season. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm hoping that we get serious Georgia tech vibes for that game. It's on, it's a night game. It's on the road, ACC opponent. I actually got to meet uh, their quarterback, Phil Dracovic, and he, he went to Notre Dame actually. Uh, that's where I met him at. He's a pretty good quarterback, but uh, Boston College similar situation with uh, that we had last year, where like they just could not get their key players to stay on the field, so they did not finish well. So you're gonna have two hungry teams rolling into a week one game that both think they have every right to win. So yeah, that's what college football is all about. I look I look forward to that one, and then. As far as as the conference goes, do you have a team that you know maybe has got the better of you in the past that you're like I cannot wait to beat them, and then there's just no rebuttal because I'm not coming back next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, besides all I besides all of them, besides all of them, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily have a a vendetta out for any for any particular team. I don't know if I have a losing record versus any MAC team. I think. Kent State's the only one I've lost to, right? And then we beat them in the in the Mac. In the Mac yeah. So, 
So you Jeff but, Fisher uh, there, yeah. Yep, I would say the one I'm looking forward to again is the first one, but this one uh, open up against Toledo, uh, returning back champs, obviously. So not only is that a big game for uh, our program because of the rivalry, but just the the weight it'll carry because of the uh, oh, status nice. of both of our teams. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I need you to beat Ball State for me because they made fun of me on Twitter last year after we lost to them. So <laughs> uh, not actually Ball State, oh. but – but uh, like the Ball State Twitter account, so yeah. Um, Ball State, we're yeah. coming, we're yeah, coming yeah. for you. You're not a state. Muncie, Indiana's a terrible place, but it's neither here nor there. Um, what would you say? What would you say you've learned the most about yourself in your time here at NIU? Because you have been. This will be your third year here, so yeah. Um, I would say learned learned a lot about leadership. Uh, for myself, I, I think that leadership's always something that I've done well. But uh, uh, coming here, I've, I've just had to lead so many different groups of people now uh, that I feel like it's turned into a great strength of mine. That I feel like I can lead any any group of people, no matter you know what uh, what kind of people are in the group or what the mission is. I feel like that uh, I've definitely improved in that era in that area. And uh, you know, lastly, I just think that. I've learned that that I can be a you know a pretty pretty darn good quarterback. Uh, there, there there was a time in my career where I wasn't sure. Uh, you know when I was getting recruited out of high school, some programs weren't sure that I could play quarterback, and I feel uh, really comfortable with the spot I'm at now. I, I've improved a lot, and I think I've put myself in a position to be one of the best. I need the Rocky highlight tape dropped with like superhero from future in the background with like all the, <laughs> all the, all the coaches that said you couldn't play quarterback. Cause it's like, would they want you to play like tight end or something? Cause you are pretty, I don't big. think it I mean, mattered at that point. Yeah. You were, like, linebacker. you were like, screw you, dude. I've been a quarterback. My, I mean, dude, it worked out. You bet on yourself and, and here you are. And would it be your sixth year, six year senior with the exception of seventh. So, with the exception of your injury years, you've pretty much been the starter the entire time, I think, except for towards the – you split a little bit of time in your last year at Michigan State, right? Uh, Yeah, I, I uh, was out the last week with a concussion. Yeah, so yes. screw, them. screw them. I'll say it. You don't have to. But, <laughs> I always, dude, I'll go to war for you. Like, I, I mean, I know – NIU isn't Alabama or Clemson, but I, I'd like to think that we have a good college football community. And I th I also want to thank you, too, because it's stuff like, the, you know, the show that we do throughout the year, like stuff like that brings our fan base together. And then, you know, you're you're not a quarterback that, you know, quarterback's a position that sometimes people can they get their head too big or they think they're you know better than a certain place. You've always showed face. I see you out there throwing football and kicking soccer with little kids and doing all sorts of stuff. So I think like all things considered for us to have you at NIU and for you to come to NIU, it's been a perfect, you know, matchup. And honestly, like just as a fan and someone that covers the program, I'd like to thank you because it's been nothing but positive for the program. And even if you look at um, the younger guys, like the younger guys all look up to you, Lynch, Hampton, Nevin, all those guys. So it's going to stink when, uh, when you go, but we know whatever you go into next, you're definitely going to bring that same level of excellence. What are you going to miss the most uh, when you end up leaving here next year? Uh, just the just the college football atmosphere. You know, like, I mean, like you said, 
talking about you like college football more than NFL. I mean, it's just different. It's, there's nothing like college football. Um, it's a special time. It's a special place. Uh, game days are different. So I think that's that's probably what I'm going to miss the most. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to explain. And if you have, I mean, obviously, if you haven't been to a college football game, you're probably not listening to this show. But if you somehow stumbled upon our show <laughs> and you haven't been to a game in person, I'll buy your tickets to an NIU game this year because we need more people in the stands. <laughs> this team's going to be electric. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know what the goal is at the end of the season. Obviously, it's a MAC championship. But from uh, maybe from, like, a leadership perspective or from what you want to see from your offense, what are what are some, some goals that you can set for the unit? Yeah, I mean, I think just for offense, specifically our unit, we just want to go out execute to the best of our abilities and i know that's super generic but the, you know that's really all we got to do uh we got the talent we uh, you know the, there's nothing that we need to do other than just go out and execute our game plan uh we don't we don't we don't need anything special we're not going to go out and be severely outmatched by anybody we play this year so just go out execute uh play free and, and have fun i think that's what it's about people people forget that this is a game. This is meant to be fun. And, you know, m- most of the times when you're going out there and you're having fun, you're also doing well. So don't, f- yeah, don't forget it. Don't those, forget the, it, kids. Have fun. Those two things direct <laughs> directly correlate. And I remember when we had Bus on the show, Bus was like, at the end of the day, you have to remember to go out there and have fun. And it's like, yeah, dude, if you're playing college football and not having fun, then that that's it's probably not for you because college football, like we both have stated several times, is like the most fun thing in our eyes. You know what I'm saying? So, and and you're talking yes. about you're talking to a kid that you know the peak of my football career was playing semi pro against a couple dudes that played college and they absolutely dunked on me. So it is what it is. But I mean, <laughs> the way the way I look at it is. You guys are a young group again, too, but uh, uh, also a talented and you do have guys like Esther on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you have guys like, you know, Trayvon, who's now uh, a veteran, Tristan Tavis, who I expect to take another big leap. He did really well down the stretch last season. And uh, we obviously yes. we obviously lose Liam. So it'll be exciting to see how he does. And then, too, uh, we'll get Miles Joyner back. But, yeah, I mean – there's the possibilities are endless. And I think that just looking at this team on paper, there's no reason why you guys can't get back to Detroit. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you compare our roster to the 21 roster and then the talent level. Um, it, it, it really isn't even close to be honest with you. So there's, there's no reason why we, we can't have a, a, a historic season here. And then looking at, the final year here on campus, what are like, what's your, what's your food spot that you're going to miss the most? What's your, your hangout spot that you're going to miss the most when you leave here? Yeah, that's a good question. I've been on this. I don't know if you've ever been to Jamra, but I've been on this huge Jamra kick lately. It's like Middle Eastern food. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Yeah. It's, it's just a, I think it's a chain, but I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of local places that I'll miss. Um, you know, Fushi, we go to Junction all the time. Um, but yeah, no, huge genre kick lately. It's just so, so much food, which I like, you know. <laughs> just keep keep feeding me. They got this giant plate of chicken shawarma. And so that's been that's been my kick as of late. But 
Yeah, I'll miss. I'll definitely miss just just the college, the college atmosphere, the college town atmosphere. Um, you know, it's different. Just you know, we talked about it all podcasts, but there's nothing really like being on a college campus. Um, the environment's different. You know, it's not like being in a big city or anything like that. So I think that that's what I'll miss the most. Oh yeah, and and then uh, well, especially in DeKalb too. I mean, the other day I was on my way home from work. Talk about small town. And uh, there was an accident over here. And you know how everything's just two lanes. I like couldn't mm-hmm. get I couldn't get around it. So I busted a U-turn Went you know, drove to the other street around it and then pulled all the way back up. And by the time I got to that street, the tow truck moved from its original spot to block that street off. And I'm just like, well, I'm just stuck here. <laughs> or you have, you know, you also have the one time week where you get stuck behind one of those tractors that's only going like 10 miles an hour. So, yeah, there are certain things in DeKalb that only make sense in DeKalb. But, yeah, you'll miss it once. Yep. We're, we'll both miss it once we're gone. But um, as a transfer student, as a guy who came in first year, you won a MAC championship. And you have established yourself as a captain on this team and one of the guys that Coach Hammett can count on. What would you say to, you know, the other transfer players that are coming in that want to take a similar trajectory? Maybe say you're speaking to Gavin or one of those guys that's just new to the program. Yeah, I would say just just be yourself, be authentic. I think that's what's most important. Uh, you know, if you're coming into a new program and, and transfer player, um, you know, be authentic, put the team first and work hard. I think everything else, you know, takes care of itself. The, the team will see you working hard. Um, and, and that, you know, if your intentions are pure, that's, that's really all that matters. Yeah. And I mean, the transfer portal is a, a polarizing suspect or figure, if you want to say, because, you know, you have players that we get like you that we're like, you know, we're super pumped to get, I mean, everyone on campus when we heard we were getting a guy like you or, or when we got Clint too, I remember when we got rat dog, everyone was super pumped, but then you also have the reverse end of that spectrum where, you know, we're, we, at the end of the day, like I said, we aren't Clemson or Alabama, we are a smaller school. So sometimes we do lose out to the bigger schools, but I think at the end of the day, it's good for college football. And I, I I'm assuming you would say the same because you've been able to make the best out of your situation because of it. But it's it, it does create like somewhat of a sense of free agency in in the fans' eyes. Can you like put that to rest from a player's perspective? Yeah, I mean it, it is crazy. Uh, college football world's crazy right now, and uh, I think the mid majors are definitely getting the worst of it. Uh, but but we you know you also like you said you get you get the hidden gems in there too. Um, you get the rat dogs and. Uh, players that you know maybe were at a lower program that you Casper, know wanted a bigger Casper's opportunity. another one too. Yeah, Casper's another yep. one too that I would categorize as that where like he was at a smaller program, came here, balled out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get guys like that or guys from bigger schools that you know maybe for whatever reason didn't work out, and you know now they're trying their luck here and they end up being a great uh, contributor for for that program. So, you know, there's definitely positives and negatives to the, to the transfer portal side, but um, you know, from a player's perspective, there's nothing we can do about it. Guys coming in, guys leaving. It is what it is. So you just gotta, you just gotta stick to stick to the plan, you know, stick to the program, keep grinding and, and try to figure out a way to win some games in the fall. That's really what it comes down to. 
Yeah, I think Coach Hammock says it well, you know, when he talks to us. And I know Jordan White said it when I talked to him at Pro Day, but keep the main thing the main thing. And if you do that, if you stay focused on what you're supposed to stay focused on, the rest usually takes care of itself. And, yeah, I mean, you guys have all the tools here on campus to go out there and be successful, whether it's in football or if you guys go into, you know, like guys like last year, like Rat, Rateen and Liam both went into different careers right after already like moved to different cities and everything. So it's like the tools that you learn in football throughout your career help you guys become, you know, greater men, greater football players, however you want to cut it. But we're running out of time here. We only got about five minutes left. What are you thinking for your final season from a statistical standpoint? Like, let's put some numbers on it. Let's put some predictions. Um, Honestly, for for me personally, you know, like we talk, talked about, the main goals is to win a championship um, and, and, you know, have one of the, the greater the greatest seasons we've had here. Um, put put to as many attacks in the wind column that we can get. But, you know, for me, uh, at the end of the day, I want to be uh, I want to be a quarterback who's who in April is, you know, one of the one of the top five guys, top three guys. And I think I'm um, talented enough and have enough knowledge to be um in that conversation of being a top five guy in, in the draft class next year and and that's my goal i, I want to get i want to get up there i want to get my name called in april um maybe even on the big stage dude i i would i would lose it for you man you would see me i i would send you a facetime reaction and i'd just be like rocky my <laughs> guy you made it but uh we talked about it a year ago today <laughs> yeah well here we'll 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 double down so I'm a GM. Hopefully I said this too. Hopefully I will be one day, but you know, from your perspective, what separates you from that next guy that they may be looking at? Cause they critique the quarterback position harder than they do anybody else. And I think it's, a, it's a great thing that you said too, uh, that you want, you know, the most important game to you is the first game of the season. Cause you know, where the most yeah. amount of, you know, where the most amount of scouts are going to be for you guys this season, that Boston college game, they're going to be looking at Phil Dracovic. But they got to take a look at that guy on the other side of the field. It's what I told you, remember, about last year with Levis. I'm like, they've been yeah. looking at him, but they got to see you on the other side of the field. So they could. the choice is up to them, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and you're one of those guys, too, that, you know, I've only seen, seen you rise to the occasion in the big games that we've had you. You know, whether it be the uh, – I, I almost said the core bowl, the cure bowl, you rise to the occasion. <laughs> The MAC championship, you rise to the occasion. And then even though we didn't get the dub in that first Kent State game, that game was broken, and you still did everything in your power to do that. So, yeah, man, I'm here to support you along the way. I look forward to one final season, one final ride. I know you don't have the same cast of characters as when we you know, started doing the show two years ago, but I look forward to doing the show uh, again this year at Fatty's. But uh, do you have any final thoughts ahead of this upcoming season? Because we probably won't talk again until until fall camp. Um, not too much. Just uh, appreciate everybody that came out to the spring game. Um, you know, crowd, I know that. Uh, go ahead. Crowd was bumping. There was a lot of people there. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we got a pretty good turnout, and now that the last three or four years been a little bit up and down, but. I th I'm really confident about this season. I think we're going to really have a great season and hope you guys come out and enjoy it because, uh, you know, there will be a show. Don't miss it.
I was joking with Donna. I was calling it the extended winter game because it was like there was a couple flurries, a little bit of snow. I was like, oh, disgusting weather. But, you know, Coach Hammock, it doesn't matter. As long as you guys can actually practice outside, like there's no lightning or none of that. You guys are going outside. You know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He loves <laughs> to go outside, baby. You're going you're gonna to play in, in the conditions. You might as well practice in them, right? Yeah, and then too, I saw I saw the laser tag video. I gotta get one of those Duck Dynasty fits that Junie had. I instantly knew that was Junie too. It had to be right in the little full oh, camo yeah. fit. Yeah, What's I mean, it? where does he get this stuff? I, I don't even. I mean, where where could you find that stuff? I seen him in the end. I seen him in the end zone uh, during the spring game, and and I say this, you know, Coach Junie is feels like a brother to me. I mean, he comes to the live shows. He shakes up, gives me a hug every time he sees me when I see him. So it makes me feel like a player. I can only imagine how good it is to have a guy like that in the program. And that's the guy that controls how big, fast, and strong you get. Yeah, sign me up, please. Yeah, he's a, he's a special guy. So we're, we're really lucky and thankful to have Junie. And um, he, it's, speaking of things that I'll miss in DeKalb, he, he'll definitely be towards the top of the list. Oh, you know he'll be sending you text messages every now and then like, hey, uh, Rocky, I'm going to need you to do uh, 150 up-downs or whatever he needs you guys to do for your workout <laughs> plan. So, yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't I, be surprised if he showed up at my front door. Yeah, he's like, all right, Rocky, time to run. But we <laughs> uh, we are we are about to get kicked off the Zoom here in, in the last minute. Tell the people where they can find you at if they're not already following you. Yeah, uh, you can find me at uh, Instagram, Rocky Lombardi 12, Twitter uh, at Rocky underscore Lombardi. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, excited for this fall. Perfect, brother. Well, I look forward to seeing you get back out there on the field. We definitely have missed you, but even when you weren't on the field, you were still a part of the team coaching everybody up, helping everybody get better. So it's going to be it's going to be a movie. That's what I've been saying this a lot lately. Your senior season, the final run of it, the final final senior season is about to be a movie and I look forward to covering it for you. But I got nothing else. This was Huskies on Tap presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sports. We'll be back with you guys in the near future and go Huskies. Yeah. I got drink a living in the kitchen with magic. I got drink a living in the kitchen with magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.